everybody to another week of that movie show mike went and eddie mccabe taking you through another week of movie talk and uh i'm i'm gonna start usually i ask eddie how you doing but i fucking hate you right now yeah i was gonna uh welcome everybody into the uh the last episode of that movie show yeah, uh, because I, like, like did, did you rich and andy get together and say we're gonna make mike quit podcasting because like i think you all fucking hate me yes we did we did we conspired against you like, this is fucking terrible uh see the secret is is that when we've been like not planning what movie we're going to do the following week yeah i always pick a very good movie and a garbage movie and it just so happens like i gave you raiders of the lost ark and you come back with this like what did i do like what yeah. when when did i hurt you what 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 did i do to <laughs> offend you so much look here's the thing man <laughs> Um, I will tell you that this is one of those movies kind of in the same way that like Hocus Pocus and, um, probably, I don't know if we've, we've done space jam on this show before, right? Not, Otherwise not, we, not yet. I'm sure we're going to get to it next month when it yeah, with HBO, actual yeah. space jam, but it's like definitely Hocus Pocus where it's one of those movies where I was like 12 to 14 when this movie came out. Okay. So so the stupidity of this yeah. hits the stupid brain of, uh, you know, a tween. All right. Well, here's, here's the thing, because we did cover Hocus, uh, Hocus Pocus, and I didn't like the movie, but I got it. Oh, it, it, it was yes. a movie. And there was a couple of instances where I chuckled at it, but a lot of it I didn't like. And it was like, yeah, it was, sure. it was definitely it was not meant for a 40 year old man to get all into on his like. You know, one of the first times actually sitting and watching it, like I've sure. caught it on TV and stuff, but never actually sat and watched it. So it's like, I, I but I got it. This right. this was a waste oh. of money. Like like this oh. this this was like uh fucking uh, Fox Fox wasted ten million dollars on this fucking movie. Yeah, so hundred percent. Because we're just gonna get into it. So let's just play the fucking trailer and just get it. In a land of mysterious beauty, in a time of extraordinary legends. In a place of ancient secrets, the greatest hero the world has ever known is about to kick his first butt. Now, after a lifetime of training... Hmm. Hey, who's he? I don't know. The Chosen One has returned. If you truly are the chosen one, then you must bear the sacred mark. To deliver the people from the forces of darkness. And to check out the hotties. Be not concerned of her shyness, for it will pass. There you go. 20th Century Fox invites you to feel the fury taste the passion you are the chosen one one day all will be revealed to you I'm, I'm sorry and witness the utter madness Pow! Enter the fist. Oh. 
Kung Pao Enter the Fist uh, was unleashed on the world January 25th, 2002. That was the day movies died. It had a budget of $10 million that Fox wasted. Uh, it had box office of $17 million that people like Eddie, when he was, I don't know, fucking 10 years old, convinced his parents to go waste. Uh, it was written and directed by Steve Odekirk, who last week I think we confused for Bob Odenkirk because the last name is really similar, but no relation and definitely not the, not even the same spelling of the last name and definitely nowhere near the same talent of Bob Odenkirk. So I apologize, Bob Odenkirk, for confusing you with this fucking hack. Uh, it stars Steve Odenkirk and then a fucking bunch of Hong Kong movies that he basically bootlegged and ripped off yeah. and, and, and made a YouTube fucking video that, again, and we said this off air, and, I, and this is how I, how I feel. First of all, um, I was texting when I was watching it, and I said that this feels like an SNL skit that would have been cut in rehearsal. Yes. And then when we finally looked into Steve Odekirk, he was a writer on In Living Color. So, yes, the sketch comedy side of my brain was working. I think he wrote a lot for Jim Carrey because he did. He wrote uh, the Ace Ventura sequel. He wrote Bruce Almighty. Um, it, it, he's you in that. You can see it in his mannerisms in this movie. Too. Yeah. Like, like it, feel, it feels like he wrote this and wanted Jim Carrey to do it. And, and then, then showed Jim, Jim was Carrey, like, no. And he's like, um. I'm no, this yeah. is dumb. Yeah, no. So um, it also felt like, again, if you had sent me a link to a YouTube video and said, look what these guys did. They took they took their friend and they inserted him into a bunch of old Hong Kong kung fu flicks. Right. I would have watched it for seven minutes and be like, OK, that's that's really Fun. fucking cool. I spent an hour and a half. And and watching it, and it started with the 20th Century Fox. You know, the company that's the, the opening of Star Wars had the same logo as this pile of dog shit. Yeah. Yes. I'm really I glad. Hate you. That, I hate you. I am really glad that this made you as mad as I wanted it to. Yeah. Um, I'm really glad. So yeah. thank you for for that. I'm gonna get um, you back though. I got next week's fucking movie already planned. I'm gonna get uh, you fucking back. It's on Tubi, so you know where we're going. <laughs> oh no. Uh but the bastion of quality yeah. entertainment. We're gonna we're gonna be watching Tubi next week. So this movie basically yeah for the concept is yeah. these people like basically they took a movie it's called Crane and Tiger Fist. Oh. That's the name of the movie. And they superimposed the Steve Oderic. I think it's Oderic. Oh, I'm just going to try to phonetically pronounce it. O Oda Kirk. O E D E K E R K. I'm going with Oda Kirk. I think it's Oderic, but it's that's fine. Oda Kirk is is fine. Whatever, Steve. We're just going to go with Steve. Steve yeah, we're going with Steve. And so. He he basically takes out the main character, puts himself in, and then with the exception of like a couple of scenes that they filmed, it's mostly this Hong Kong movie, right. or it's this Kung Fu movie, but they basically did Mystery Science Theater 3000, but manipulated the movie. And, and again, like... I'm going to uh, my nostalgia brain right yep. here, like the, yep. at watching it as like a 14 year old was like, oh, it was close enough to Mystery Science Theater 3000. It was that stupid, silly that, you know, 14 year old boys enjoy. Uh, so that hit watching it again now, 
um, like with the vast film experience and knowledge that I have, uh, you're a hundred percent right. This movie is a waste of time. Uh, it was a waste of time and money. Yep. It is bad. It is bad. real, real bad. Yeah. Um, like, like here's the thing, like, like we've covered bad movies and, and I don't know if this is far as bad. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's farce wars. Like I didn't, but I like, I mean that one we were sitting and I was drinking, we were just watching and doing a live, live watch along, but like I, even pool boy didn't anger me as much. And I think it's because sure. it's because, I think it's those because are, Fox gave this guy money to make this. Yeah. Shit. We watched, we watched farce wars, which is part of that, like mockbuster. It's a part of that mockbuster genre, right? Like, right, right. Even though it's absolute horseshit. Yeah. It's, it's designed to just get people to be like, oh, it's like close enough. It's a spoof movie to like, like these right. blockbusters. Like, I'll give it a shot. You but know, like in the same Farce, way that like Farce Wars wasn't released. It wasn't released theatrically. It, the, right. Um, it, it it looked and probably did only cost about two dollars to make. You know, this was this had a ten yeah. million dollar budget. It had a fucking art and marketing department. Twentieth Century Fox released this yeah. fucking thing. Like right. that angers me to to no end. Yes. And then you're telling me this guy makes fucking movies with his fucking thumb, like Senior Wenzel. It's like, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah. Who's giving this guy money? It's it's tough because, you know, I the landscape is also to blame, right? Like the that's you're looking at a time and if I'm if I'm believing the timeline to be correct, it's around the first scary movie. So it gets greenlit probably because they're like, oh, you know, spoof kind of comedy is in. They end up, uh, you know, they end up seeing the success of Scary Movie and think, yeah, scary all right. Movie if- was 2000. Uh, so this is two years later. Probably right. got greenlit the year after. Right. Uh, he, he pro- he, and again, his resume has a living color on it. So they're probably yeah so- thinking the same thing. Yep. And so that's really what it boils down to. You know, notice how we never really saw anything from him ever again, like out of this time period, because, yeah, he does the he does the clumps. He does. I mean, his IMDb isn't I mean, as far as bad. No, as far as a working writer, and you can tell most of it is probably because he's, you know, he worked with Jim Carrey is, is probably what happened. He, my guess is because he is he's credited as a writer on In Living Color. Uh, which is one of his very early credits. And then he does the Ace Ventura sequel. He writes uh, the Nutty Professor movie, which, come on, it was written by Eddie Murphy. Let's be fucking honest here. Oh, uh, I, you know, he, he writes and directs nothing so... to lose. Uh, you know, he he wrote he, he's on a screenplay for Patch Adams. But let's be honest, that's Robin Williams. It's like he seems to attach himself to to very very uh, Funny. improvisational comedians and then gets a screenplay credit. It's like, yeah. uh, all right, pal, I, I get yeah. it. This movie, this movie, I would love to see somebody take a stab at it again. Like the concept of superimposing them into an old 70s kung fu movie. Because when done right, you get black dynamite. You well, know? Yeah, but you, you don't need, yeah, I mean, you don't need to superimpose yourself over that. Because like, I was yeah, thinking right. of black dynamite the whole time, too. That whole kung fu island right. scene. I'm like, yeah, I would much rather be watching that right now. Right. And that's, <laughs> you know I mean? and I guess, and I think that that's kind of like. Just do a uh, kung fu spoof. Just give Michael Jai White all the money. 
Like, yes. why why has Outlaw Johnny Black not come out? But this this thing exists. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Well, and it's and he it's, had the uh, balls to end this movie with a potential sequel cliffhanger. Fuck you. Oh, yeah. You asshole. No, the whole thing is stupid. The whole movie is absolutely stupid. I remember laughing my balls off, though, with the um, like it, it again. I, I didn't find it as funny this time around, you know, because I, I didn't chuckle once. Oh, I, I could imagine because you live in a world where Black Dynamite was watched first. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, okay. I, I, and, I, and I know I, I text you this stuff, but just just for the, the audience's clarity, the, the contrast of my day. So this morning with breakfast, I watched Midnight Run. Yeah. Fantastic. Classic. Funny movie. Right. And then in the afternoon, I, I watch this and like, I'm like, what, you, can we just talk about Midnight Run? Because that was a great movie that I'd love to talk about. Fucking, we got to deal with this. Enter the fist. Shut your face. This movie doesn't deserve two titles. Oh, God, I know. And it sucks because it's like I absolutely like again. Now, wa- again, watching it with a older eye, I guess yeah. it sucks because yeah, it's not as funny as I would want it to be in the vein of like airplane or uh, black dynamite. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't tickle in that same way. Um, But, or even mystery science theater 3000, because a lot of it kind of feels like that, you know, Uh, there's a lot of those like little asides that I find, I thought I found to be funny where it's just like the guys are hanging upside downs and they're singing about being ventriloquists. And it's like, I remember really getting a good chuckle out of that. But Mm. then, you know, here's the thing. The reality is, is that I didn't work at a comedy club when I first watched this. And now I'm inundated with comedy and funny people. And it's like, you were were basically a child when you first watched this. So it's like, you didn't know funny. This was funny to you because. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing that America's funniest home videos. Right. Exactly. You know, it's Um, like, it's in that same, that same vein, but now it's just like, Oh man, like another another movie that we covered that I wish I was watching today was uh, Kung Fu Hustle. That's a much better version of what this should be is, is basically a spoof on a Kung Fu movie done well. Yeah. Well, I mean, has a story, has a beginning, has an end, is well acted, is well written, is well shot. Is I mean, Kung Fu Hustle is a fucking excellent movie. Go watch that, yeah. people. Don't watch this movie. A Stephen Chow it uh, blends. Stephen Chow blends comedy and kung fu in a very great way. I mean, Shaolin Soccer, which is a movie, movie that will. Uh, it's a movie we'll get to. Is Shaolin Soccer is another one of his. Right. But you know, it's funny and action packed, right? right? And and this movie is neither. Is neither. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the reality, the reality is, is that it's neither. It's um, neither. And it's, and it's depressing. It's like, it's really depressing in that way. Right. Um, because like I've watched so many movies, you know, like it's just, you watch so many movies and martial art films, Jackie Chan movies are funnier yeah. than this movie. And Legend of uh, Drunken you know, Master, go watch that instead of this. So we'll watch, like, like every time, every time I think of a movie, original Drunken Master, the original, yeah, yeah, because I mean, Legend of the Drunken, it's the American version of it, yeah. Oh, but but well, both of those are great. Rumble yeah. in the Bronx, like yep. First Strike, Super Cop, like 
all of those movies are far better. And that's that's probably Not the Iron most Mask. Impressive. Don't watch that. Don't watch Iron <laughs> Mask. Iron Mask. I I I think nostalgia wise, I like this better than Iron Mask. I don't I don't know. I I, yeah. don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. But um, but they're in the same boat. They're in the same I don't boat. Iron Mask was made better. Yeah. Iron Mask, at least Arnold made me laugh a couple times, and the fight between him and Jackie was good. So it's yeah. like Iron Mask is definitely winning. Like this 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 gave me nothing. Yeah. Like, like this gave me like. I, I sent you a text. I'm like, the, the opening credits weren't over, and I fucking hated you. I'm like, this yes. is going to be torture. Oh, the so the movie starts. I started drinking during the third act just to get through it. I'm like, I, I'm going to stop and just, I'm going to quit. Like, I'm, I'm just yeah. going to tell Eddie I'm not, I'm not doing the show this week. Like, we're the, done. <laughs> the, uh, the first scene is basically uh, a poor, poorly, poorly impostered version of the main villain. Uh, as he basically murders a family of the chosen one, yep. and there's a CGI baby, and they roll the baby down a fucking hill, and and for 45 minutes, and and the CGI baby was terrible. It was like, yeah. um, what was the like the Ally like McBeal baby? McBeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ally Al- McBeal, which I'm guessing was probably around this time. They probably saw her go. Oh, okay, I get it. We can have that thing just do kung fu, and it's like, oh right. God. God, you guys are terrible. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. The Matrix, you know, there's so many things that they tried to just incorporate because, again, they tried to do a martial arts version of Scary Movie is basically what they were trying to do. And it just missed the mark terribly. Like, And maybe and I, I don't know, because this movie was made so bad and, and it wasn't made poorly from a technical standpoint. It was a bad movie. It was right. it, there was nothing funny about it. The script was terrible. I didn't give a shit. Like I was watching it like they gave me nothing. So I was about to say like maybe like a scary movie is a movie. They made a movie. They didn't take the Wayans brothers and put them into the exorcist and have yeah. them sit in the background going, huh, isn't this funny? She's puking up. You know, they, they didn't do that. Right. So it's like maybe if they made a, a spoof Kung Fu movie, I don't know. I doubt it. I d- just yeah. because the script. I don't. And the story, I don't trust I doubt these it. people. I don't trust no. these people because, like, no. watching it again, it's like the the lady with one boob. The lady with the one boob is just like, yep. uh, again, as a fourteen year old boy, you're like, <laughs> she's got one boob. Right. <laughs> well, it's, it's no different than the three boobs in uh, fucking Total Recall. Yeah, right. It's boobs. It's it doesn't matter. It's boobs. That's 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 the only thing about it. Right. Well, this um, is, in this case, it's boob. Huh? Boob singular. Um, the, the, the lead girl, uh, was basically doing a Miss Piggy impersonation. Yeah. The whole time. Um, and, and it, there was that scene where her and, and the old, the old guy, I guess he was supposed to be Kung Pao's master or something like that. I don't even know if sure. that's his fucking name. Uh, and they all die in one scene. It's like, yeah. I don't know. It's like halfway through the movie. And I'm like, Oh, great. All those people are dead. I don't have to hear their voices anymore because the voices were fucking nauseating. Yes. And, and I'm just like, great. Well, Cause I'm pretty then, sure like, he did all the voices. Well, and then two seconds later, they just they're back alive. And the guy's like, just because a guy goes doesn't mean he's dead. I'm like, great. So I get to hear this shit for the rest of the movie. I thought they were done. I thought I was done with that fucking sketch. We can move on to the next sketch because that's all this is. It's fucking it's bad sketch comedy. It's like it's public. It's like it's like your buddies when you're, you know, let's say we're in the 90s and your buddies think they're hilarious and they want to do a sketch comedy show on public access and they force you to watch the VHS tapes of it. That's what this is. It's bad. I would say, it's well, it's, bad. well, it's in the 90s when you're watching a movie 
you go to somebody's friends, house for a party and they make you watch their home movies. That's, that's what this true. is. That's what this is. It also feels more like somebody, you know, because again, it's somebody that watched Mystery Science Theater 3000. I like, love it. I'm, I'm I, funny. I can do that. And right. then tried to do it in a Kung Fu right. movie. That's right. that's all this is. Right. And and I'm a big fan of that. Uh, and like, uh, well, you know, ne- next week when you, you're going to have to go over to Tubi to watch the movie I have picked out, uh, I would suggest going through because Rift Tracks, which is basically the yeah. Mystery Science spinoff, uh, has a bunch of their their uh, movies on Tubi, and like I've I've spent hours and hours just laughing my balls off. It, it is that is very funny. That yes. is very funny. This is not not right. This didn't even make me chuckle. This didn't even make me smile. Quite the opposite. Yeah. It made me frown. It made me angry. It made me drink. This is not That's a good true. movie. Yeah, uh, you're. 100%. I didn't want to drink today. I drank last night. I didn't want to drink today. And, this, and I'm sitting like, I just, I have to get. I, I can't do it. I can't right. do it. I, I, I can't. I can't come into this fucking podcast completely angry. <laughs> so funny. So this is this is me at about an an eight, not even a ten, let alone eleven. And an eight. And an eight. Uh, but yeah, this movie is not good. I, you know, there are parts that I did chuckle at. Back in the day, and then sure. like nostalgia chuckled. Sure. Um, one of the things is when the bad guy, uh, Lord Ping, uh, basically decides to change his name to Betty. Like, yeah. I must have missed that. That that he, must be the nuance I must have missed. That is the nuance you missed. You missed the nuance of the movie. Like um, this is a movie that I didn't even pause when I had to go to the bathroom. Yeah. No. This like, movie. I literally just let it play. I'm like, nope. I'm not taking any it's very super it's very it is very surface level it, it's not there's there's no nuance to this movie the most nuance the most nuance is that if you have the dvd there's an alternate commentary track where it's all of the original dialogue yep. so like the actual chinese and then all of the english actors have different dialogue <laughs> like they they say different words and that's the only so fox deeper. gave them more money to do that and they put so, out a dvd and oh my god like do you own the dvd i do own the dvd oh, Eddie. yeah i, I mean lot, i own a lot of dvds but do you want it i can no. give it to you no Are you sure do you want me to no. buy it for you i can no, buy it for you and send it down to florida good i'm, I'm gonna do that for your birthday I'm, I'm good good i'm gonna get it signed too good you know what you know what came out on dvd today the fucking unholy go buy that Oh, Support no. me. <laughs> I'm going to buy Kung Pao again. You and send it to you instead of the Unholy. Buy a movie, go buy the Unholy. It's on Blu-ray and DVD now. Yeah, it seems overrated. I'm going to get yeah. the Kung Pao. It's definitely a properly rated movie. Yeah, it is properly rated. If you listen to this podcast, it is shit. It, uh, <laughs> but yeah. It is a dumpster know, fire full of cause, diarrhea. Because there is dumb bits. There are dumb bits in this where... You know, it is again, a dumb bit. <laughs> yeah, the whole thing's a dumb bit, but it's, it's like there's dumb bits in this movie where, you know, the villain's monologuing and then is just like, your shirt is blue. Now it's red. And he like, yeah, I like, get, like, I got it. Like, it's it, just there, there was bad continuity in the movie they were using. I got it. It's like, but yeah, it, again, it's like Black Dynamite did it better. Oh, Black Dynamite. You know what I mean, I'm sitting here like, again, it was, it was one of those things like I, that scene was the first time I was like, I wish I was watching Black Dynamite right now. Because because sure. they were they were trying to do that they were because yes they they overdubbed the villain 
and he was talking to his henchman and the henchman was wear, was wearing a black shirt and then all of a sudden they cut away and the same guy has a red shirt on and he says it's now magic because he can make the shirt red and then the next scene he's like and now your shirt is black and it's black again and I get it it was bad continuity in the kung fu movie that they were basically stealing for this right. movie and I, I just wanted to watch Black Dynamite I'm like I get it it's not you're not doing it well like I don't care it's not funny it's not no like like you're you're not making this funny you're just you're being very it was was very it wasn't funny it was very literal yeah like they they weren't they weren't making jokes about the bad continuity they were just pointing it out and it's like this is um how I am at uh, your, how you're feeling is how I felt after watching grandma's boy. Oh, come on. Yeah. Not as angry, not nearly as angry, not nearly as angry. No, but that's, that's uh, the way you're describing it is the, like similar to how I felt about grandma's boy. Sure. You know, um, just because it was like, Oh, I get it. It's just not good. Like I, (laughs) <laughs> you didn't get high and watch it. That was the problem. Well, you didn't get high and watch this, now did you? I wasn't. This isn't a get high and watch a movie. It's a kung fu movie. I don't need to get high to, to enjoy a kung fu movie. Sure. Well, they, sometimes they're better if you're high. All right, challenge accepted. <laughs> but but yeah. I don't need to. <laughs> like you know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, this movie uh, is garbage, and I think that we've said this movie's garbage is about as many times as we can. So, do you want to talk about Loki? Sure. Um, sure. You're caught up, right? Uh, what's today? Today is Tuesday, so there's Tuesday, a new episode. Yes. Episode three is tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, I'm caught up. Um, I'm, I'm like, uh, like, it's my impression of it is it's interesting. Yes. Um, and and this uh, this goes. Uh, are we doing spoilers or are we not doing spoilers? Let's let's try and not talk. Let's okay. do. Let's try not to. Just right. we're only we'll, two we'll keep it as vague as possible. Sure. Um, so I feel this is much more in line with obviously WandaVision than it would be Falcon Winter Soldier. Yeah. Um, and, and that's and I feel very similar as I did watching the first few episodes of WandaVision, where it's like, okay, they're trying something here. This is sure. In, this is interesting. Like like my only comment online about Loki so far was after the first episode. Like, it's very interesting. Yeah, it's a yeah. very interesting show. Yeah, I'm not sure where they're going, but that's kind of the point. Oh yeah, I absolutely love this show because so far we've had three very different experiences. Because WandaVision is set in its own special universe, but kind of opens up to the grander world of magic outside of Dr. Strange, which is very interesting unto itself, but it's this contained thing that happened over here. Right. You know, it doesn't take any, you know, grandiose approach. And then Falcon and the winter soldier shows where the MCU is Mm -hmm. after the snap, like after Endgame, this is where we are because Spider-Man only like half counts. Right. You know what I mean? Like they, they played it for a joke and it just kind of is what it was. Whereas like Falcon and the winter soldier really kind of sat down and was just like, no, this is the state of the world that we're in. And now Loki is taking the approach to setting up the overall arcing story for phase four. Right. And like, 
there's a lot of stuff happening in terms of like characters that are showing up. But the big one is, is I think that the, we're going to get the main bad guy and whether he's like Thanos level, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for like, you know, three phases and ultimately culminating in that. I don't know. I think that MCU is going to take a little bit more of a micro approach where it's like, no, the big bad guy is going to be for one. And then we're just going to kind of keep going phase to phase to phase. And I think that this is going to set up that character. Uh, okay. It's very interesting. It do is you, incredibly. You, who's the character? Do you, do you have an idea? Of uh, his name is Kang the Conqueror. Okay, that wasn't what I was thinking. And so Kang the Conqueror is a time traveler that hates the Avengers. And mm-hmm. so his imagery looks very similar, like at least his comic book counterpart looks very similar to the statues you see of the people that control the timeline. Oh, okay. I gotcha. You um, know. I feel that at least in the next couple, like I, I the first, what, what have we gone through? Four phases now of the MCU. Right. This three? is four. This is four. Okay. So for the first three phases, we were, we kind of were in the same world, right? Right. And I feel with WandaVision, which is clearly splintering off into the next Doctor Strange movie, and now with this, which is really basically creating the multiverse and timelines, it feels like. Even right. it, they hinted a little bit at it with Spider-Man and you know, that whole thing. Um, the, the, the MCU going forward is going to be sectioned off. It's like, yeah. you're, you're going to have the Falcon Winter Soldier. This is the grounded MCU timeline that we're in. And then there's going to be the weird, not even space stuff with Guardians and Thor, but like just bonkers time travel. This doesn't exist. This is different. This well, is weird. You know, Loki is on 15 different time paths and Wanda creates yeah. the fucking multiverse or whatever the fuck it is with Doctor Strange. And, you know, it's 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 going to be kind of all over the place, I feel. And it's going to be interesting to see how they bring it all together. Well, it's interesting. Like the way it works is it feels like it's getting more towards the comic books, right? And how like expansive that stuff is, right? you know? And I think that we're looking at it merging with that sort of continuity, not necessarily, but it's like with everything that's going on in Loki, Right. right? Especially after the end of episode two, right? Then, this is how you introduce the X-Men, right? Like we've talked about like stupid, weird things with WandaVision where she creates the event that does it. Whereas like in this show, in Loki, you've potentially built in the device to do it. Sure. You know, how to like rewrite that history and rewrite that continuity. So it's like, oh yeah, these guys have been here the entire time because you're dealing with this weird time travel nonsense. It also feels like a weird, it feels like a weird DC storyline. So, uh, (laughs) meaning it doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Yeah. Well, no. So in the, ultimately it didn't, but DC, um, DC comics did a thing where they canceled all of their comic books and started something called the new 52. And basically what the new 52 was, was just hitting the reset button on the comic books. Mm -hmm. So they like slightly redesigned all the characters and they made everybody like younger and like played with the continuity of stuff. 
So like basically uh, a, a big one is Wally West, the Flash's sidekick, one of the Flash's sidekick, one of the people that played the Flash. Gotcha. He all of a sudden um, was gone. He was absolutely gone. And the guy that replaced him was an African-American uh, and that was the Flash's sidekick, and that was Wally West. Okay. And and so that was the type of stuff that they did. And it was just weird because they just changed all these weird, small, minor things with characters up and down the roster. Okay. Obviously, people didn't like it. They were uh, like, this is right. stupid because all of this character development and growth that character A had you just set him back 15 years. Like it never happened. Like this important story and that important story, like didn't happen. So it was like, that's stupid. Mm -hmm. And so what they did was they did an event where it was all Dr. Manhattan's fault from Watchmen. And it feels like that's what Loki is. And so it feels like somebody is going to mess with this timeline and really kind of rewrite things. Yeah, that that I can absolutely see happening. Um, now, Tony going, Stark is coming back. Sure. Uh, going back to what you said about having the ability now to just basically create the the X-Men and they've always been there because they've been sitting over on this thing the whole time. Do you think that's how they're going to bring the Eternals in? Because, I mean, they got a movie coming out, I think, this year, actually. Yeah. And what I've been seeing online is the joke meme, like where the hell were you during Endgame? Cause I guess they're powerful or something. I don't know. Oh. I don't know anything about them. So basically the short version is, is that th- their cousin, like they're the stronger cousins of Thanos. Okay. So they bad. No, they're, they're good guys. But like if Thanos was acting up, one of these people would come in and put him in his place. Like in the that's comics. In the comics. Like, that's that's the very basic ballpark, like, you so know. Which, so what's your take? I mean, granted, I, I know the, the real answer is they just hadn't got to the movie yet and you can't, can't introduce these people, you know, yeah. for, in time for Endgame. But what's the storyline going to be? Do you think it's going to be yeah. closer to what you were saying with, like, they just, they existed on one of these timelines? So the only thing in episode four that really didn't need to be in any particular order was Black Widow. Black F- phase Widow, four, you mean? Phase four, yes. Yeah, 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 in yeah. phase four, Black Widow is the only one that didn't really have a definitive place. Right. Whereas, I feel like Loki needed to come out now, right. Right. right? In order to do everything else that we're doing, right? Loki needs to have come out. Well, um, that was like, yeah, and we we kind of talked about this a few times when we brought up the MCU because like they could push black widow indefinitely because my opinion without having seen it yet is the only thing that's going to connect to the future of the MCU is probably going to be the end credit scene, which I'm assuming is probably going to set up the Hawkeye TV show because we've mentioned that Florence Pugh is in the, is in black widow and she's in Hawkeye. Whereas it's been said from day one that the Disney plus shows are in line with phase four. So while they've been pushing theatrical stuff, it's like they can't push these because these are going to have to come before those, I think. Right. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? 
as long as Black Widow comes before the Hawkeye TV show, it doesn't matter if right. it was before Bla- before WandaVision, after WandaVision, before Falcon and the Winter right. Soldier, after you because know technically I mean? it takes place like what right after Civil War, right? Yeah, it's between Civil War and Infinity War, right? So okay. it's when so when it she's, she's on the run. One, uh, yeah, she's yeah. on the run. She goes home, and then, like you said, the the end credit scene is going to be the important thing, and that ties into Hawkeye. Assumedly, so, yeah. Assumedly. So yeah. we need to talk about... So again, I think it all boils down to, you know, kind of where Loki settles, right? right? Because... I'm, I'm interested. Like, again, we're only two episodes in, and, you know, it's not... Um, it's definitely something like each episode, I feel much like I did with early WandaVisions, whereas, like, I was watching it a couple times during the week. Because yeah. there, there's... there's It's not... Like, this is not as much, like reference based i feel as wandavision like wandavision yeah. was all reference 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 easter egg easter egg easter egg um and then falcon winter soldier was just you know it was an action espionage show so it's like yeah. you didn't you know you didn't need to like dig through these episodes and, and try to look for little you know easter eggs and stuff like that i was like no that, it was very much on the surface it's like this is you know they're gonna replace captain america with kurt russell's son and then you know these guys are all gonna fight and no zemo's over here and here's the black panther and then you know all, all right. this stuff it's like it's very on the surface there's no there's no su- lot, of, lot of subtext to that this one goes back to there's more subtext but less Easter egg. It's like you have to pay attention to the stories yeah. and the stuff, especially when having no comic knowledge. Because now right. we're talking about you know skewering off on this tangent and that tangent and this and that. Especially because it all started with Loki from the first Avengers movie, so you still have to put that yeah. into the time frame. And this isn't Loki from Endgame that died, you know. Which yeah, you know, that's this, my this favorite. Is, it's my favorite thing is the where they position this Loki. Right. Because there is we uh, we have stunted his growth, right? Because yeah. Loki that we see in Endgame that dies because of Thanos, he he has a lot of character growth, right? Oh yeah, well and, yeah, he's he's come around. Like Ragnarok helped come bring him around and him and Thor right. are now on the same team fighting together as opposed to against right. each other. Uh, now we're back to you know Loki from whatever 2013 from Avengers 14, yeah the first Avengers movie, um, and yeah it's interesting and also I like the fact that like uh, Owen Wilson has a line in the show where where um, Loki asks him I think how long have you been here he's like I don't know time moves differently here so there's no real you can't really tell when the hell this is you know what right. I mean because because right. you know again Loki took the Tesseract and fucked off so he he's somewhere else or some some time else right you know what i mean and then the whole i don't think it's spoiling too much to say the whole thing is kind of time travel-y you know what yeah. i mean it, it's it, the, the whole plot of this is very much timeline based and and very much goes goes to it, it expands obviously into a full series of what the the scene with hulk and the the ancient, ancient one, one yeah. the, that that scene in endgame where she's ta- talking about skewering off timelines it's like that's this series like so yeah and that's all i keep thinking back to it's like all right well i think i gotta go there and you know that thing but it's gonna be interesting is- to see where they tie it all together because i think that it's yeah. gonna be fractured to a point where because like in the dc in the dc show or in the dc comics version which is the closest thing i have a reference point to is dr manhattan ripped apart the timeline right 
when he put it back together, he didn't put it back together correctly. Okay. You know, so that explains the new 52 because when he put it all together, things were a little different. Right. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I expect this to be. And like, I, I joke saying that Tony Stark is going to come back, but that's a potential, right? Where it just might like, not be Robert Downey Jr. It just might not be Robert Downey Jr. Right. You know? And so like, that's the idea of like Tony Stark might come back because you know, when they fix everything that's going on in Loki, it's not fixed correctly. And, and that's, you know, oh, maybe Tony didn't die at the end of Endgame. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and now here we go. You know, same thing with Steve Rogers. You know what I mean? Like, that's a big sure. question that you see. That's a big question you see over the last couple of weeks with, um, with Loki is... Mm-hmm. So Steve Rogers is able to just go back in time and hang out for forever. And, and this organization didn't want to do anything about it. And I love how shitty their reasoning for that is. It's because it was meant to be. Oh yeah. Well, it's, cause, cause, yeah. cause he's, cause Loki says it. he's like, well, the Avengers go back in time and like, that's, that was supposed to happen. That was like, supposed to. You can't do that. You, yeah. you can't. You're just making the rules up. <laughs> uh, the one thing I think is kind of cool, though, is someone talks about Doctor Strange uh-huh. uh, and how he if there was only always going to be one outcome, how did I, he see so many? Uh, yeah, and yeah, yeah, my thought is and it goes back to a quote from Doctor Who mm-hmm. is that um, there's an episode called Blink. If you're ever going to watch one Doctor Who episode, watch that one. It's very good. And he says in that he says in that uh, episode that people think that time is linear and cause to effect when in reality, it's a big, slimy, wimy, wibbly, wobbly, timey, wimey. Uh, and it's just like, I guess that got away from me. Right. But he ex- <laughs> but he like he basically right, right. explains it. And that's how it feels where it's like, oh, everything that happened in episode two of Loki happened then but then also happened throughout time. And right. that's how Dr. Strange was able to see all of those things because when he looked that other stuff had already happened, right. which is and, nuts. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and when we can talk spoilers, we'll, we'll explain what that is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But you know, if you think, if you watch the episode and you know what I'm talking about, right. it's like, yeah. Oh yeah, maybe. Owen Wilson's good in this too. I'm not he an Owen really Wilson good. fan, but he's he's good in this. Yes. Um, him and uh, and him and Tom Hiddleston have a lot of uh, back and forth conversational dialogue that really works. Like like yeah. they're they're doing very well working together. Um, yeah, and that again, I'm I'm trying to tiptoe around not not spoiling things, but the the, the receptionist guy, very funny. Oh, uh, he's very his, funny. He's his, in, his whole little story arc part is is very funny. He is. He's in uh, Tacoma FD. Yep. Have you ever watched that? I have. Yep. Oh, Bro- Broken Lizard. Show. Yeah. Such a funny show. But yep. yeah. So I think that that's Loki. Just trying to end everything on a more positive, less compound note. I appreciate it. I appreciate. It. Yeah. That that's a uh, that's our spoiler free Loki, and that's a uh, Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Uh, coming up next week, boot up your Tubi because we're going to do cool as ice. Uh, well, the 30th anniversary of the vanilla ice movie 
cool as ice. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, all I know about Vanilla Ice, aside from his music, is that under pressure goes ding, 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 ding. And Ice Ice Baby goes ding, 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 ding. See? It's different. It's completely different. Completely different. It's the only thing I know. That and that's Sludge Knight hung him outside a hotel balcony window over money. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Cool. Cool as ice. Coming up next week on that movie show. I told you to get your receipt. And then we're going to have to figure out some decent movies to fucking cover. Because I I can't see these getting many numbers. (laughs) We haven't done The Godfather. Let's do The Godfather after that. Okay. Well, I just bought it on Blu-ray. All right. I want... we'll, we'll, we'll do The Godfather after that. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining us on that movie show. If you joined us for this week, if you just saw the, the cover art and clicked by, well, sorry, you missed it. Uh, but thanks for joining us on that movie show. Uh, you can follow, subscribe. We are on every and all podcast app. Please subscribe, rate, review, etc. share. Uh, you can follow Eddie and myself on social media at Mike Went at the Eddie McCabe hashtag that movie show. The website is thatmovieshow.net. The Facebook page is facebook.com slash that movie show TV. And anything else, Eddie? Uh, you got to go follow the new show. I launched mm-hmm. a uh, I launched a history podcast. Yes. Where I sit down with a friend of mine who is a real life history teacher and he teaches me stuff about history. Mm-hmm. It's one if by land, two if by tea. Uh, so go check that out. All right. Anything else going on in your TikTok? Um, <laughs> you know what? I have one that I almost posted today, yeah. but uh, uh, it's not appropriate. So I'm going to tell you off air. All right. <laughs> Can't wait to see that. And uh, we'll see you back here next week for Cool as Ice. Bye, everybody. That's Ruby Valley, Ruby Hollywood. Where any office boy or young McCain